0: So one time she was about to leave the hotel and she had really cute lingerie on she was wrapped up in the towel then she started changing and i said bitch that lingerie is cute and then she put her towel back on and i was like damn did, i didn't mean i hope i didn't make her uncomfortable mm. but she just wrapped herself up back like that because she thought i knew about her secret relationship <laughs> but the lighting- so like just you're know, <laughs> you like damn because
1: you get forced to overthink so much because like it you'd be like damn that wasn't even about me what's up everybody and welcome to the queerly black show. welcome back to another episode of the queerly black show i'm your host ashley i'm joined today by a very very special guest man i don't know i don't know if y'all been to vegas lately and see Usher show man but we got yo in the building this is the first female dancer for usher like it's lit but i'm gonna let you introduce yourself and then we gonna get into it yo tell the people about yourself
0: What's up? My name is Joey Apolinario. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida, but I've been living in LA for like seven years now. I'm a dancer, choreographer, um, newly an author. And as of right now, I'm doing the Usher Vegas residency.
1: Super dope, man. (laughs) So look, man, we're going to talk about this Usher show, right? So me and my wife went to see the show, right? We watching the show and we looking I'm like, that's a chick, <laughs> like, 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 but the reason why it was kind of crazy is because like, it's like, it's, mo- it's, it's dances that a guys, the guys are doing these things, like bending chicks yeah. over, like, it's like a whole vibe. Yeah. But so We like, we see the braids swinging and I'm like, so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, babe, I'm like, babe, is that a, I'm like, that, she was like, that's a chick. I was like, I got to have her on the podcast immediately. I was <laughs> I'm like, I got to have her on the podcast. Right. So we I'm like yo I can't believe it's like yo and you're killing it like it's okay. crazy like cuz we didn't even peep it till like I don't even, it was probably like maybe four or five, six songs in, He did happened. the first, the first skating thing, yeah. I think I had on the, like the silk, the silk joint, it always and happens. you was just like, yeah. yes, it always happens, because like like I feel like it's so obvious, because all the
0: boys are showing their chest out, and they got these silk robes on, I'm like, in a button up, <laughs>
1: like, yeah, well, because with the suit on, you kind of can't tell, like, the suit's kind of oh. like, the hair is like a little more, you know, concerned. Then y'all got the, the pajamas come on, and it's just like, hey, like <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole different situation. I but see it happen
0: every night. I see with your exact experience. I see it happening to people while they're watching
1: me. It's and crazy, then, and then they they only watch you for the rest of the show. Yes. They're like, I don't even care about the rest of them. <laughs> like, watch your hair for the rest of the show oh my hilarious, God. but nah so we were both like, oh yeah, now nah, we gotta have her the podcast. so then I posted a reel of the of, of us just going to Vegas we were there for like two days we go to Vegas all the time so we're like, we gotta go see this show she my wife's having a baby, so we're like, we gotta go before the baby comes like we gotta go do this, right So I posted a reel and I'm like, yo whoever this dancer is like I need to I didn't know your name, I didn't know uh-huh. anything. So then uh, Jackie hit me. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know her. Like, whatever. She uh, started sending me the info. I'm like, Jackie, are you kidding me? Yo, like, I owe you for life. So that's how you ended up here today.
0: (laughs) Shout out to my girl, Jackie,
1: from Tampa, Florida. Oh, my God. For real. No, Jackie's the homie, for real. She's super dope. But, yeah, so talk about your experience. That's for us.
0: (laughs) Ooh, so I first got brought onto the camp in 2019, we were just doing like some, we call them spot date shows because it's not a tour, but it's like we did a show in New Orleans. We did a show in Hawaii and then we did a show somewhere else. And then um, I was very new. I was like very, like, I don't know, when you're new to a camp, you don't know, you don't know how people work. And you, don't, you, don't, you know, like with any job, you're like, all right, let me keep it cute because I don't know what goes here, what doesn't go. So I kind of was just like in rehearsal busing, like getting it in, but like just kind of minding my own business, excuse me. And then um, took a break, 2020, you know, life happened, mm-hmm. and they started the Vegas residency. And when they started that, in the middle of rehearsals, the choreographer, his name is Rio, he was like, You're going to do this number with the boys. And I was like, Okay. And then it kind of like escalated. And he was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna have you in a suit. And I said, okay. And this was last year's show. So last year's show is a little bit different than this year's show. They made a few changes. So I'm talking about last year's show. And he was like, okay, so act one and act two, you're just going to rock with the boys. And I was like, okay. And he said, and then act four, you're going to be a girl again. So I started (laughs) out in the suit. I had a wig on, like it was kind of like my texture, but it was all the way down to my waist, a koofy hat, an all sequence wig, like, or not wig, a, a suit. And then I had the forces on. And then Act four, I had on like a bodysuit. I was doing all the parts <laughs> with the girls. So when we come back for this show this year, I was expecting the same thing. I was like, all right, when am I turning back? When am I jumping back and forth, a boy or a girl, went, And he was like, Actually, I'm gonna just have you be a boy the whole show. And I was like,
1: Yes, sir, (laughs) say less. For real?
0: (laughs) For real? Because I don't know. I just I'm really a big fan of the legendary choreography that Usher does. You know, we do a lot of the original choreography, Mm -hmm. doesn't have that many new songs. So if we're doing yeah, if you're doing um caught up if we're doing my way, the choreography is what you saw in the music video where mm-hmm. you can see if YouTube a performance from like 10, 15 years ago. So, and a lot of times because the women are in heels and their roles different, they either don't get to do the choreography or they do their own version that they can do in the heels because mm-hmm. you can't be jumping around, hopping, sliding. You can't do all of that in heels. Some people right. can't, but it, it doesn't work. So the women have to do it in like in their own different version. So I was just excited that I got to, I was going to get to like, just get down with the guys and do the original choreography. And then I got scared. <laughs> I got so scared because I'm really on stage with legends, like dancers that have been dancing with Usher since these songs came out. Mm-hmm. Dancers that I watched, not only in Usher, but in other jobs with other artists. I'm watching dancers that were on You Got Surged and Stomp the Yard. Meanwhile, I was just... 15. You know
1: what's so funny what about up, that? I was up? literally I was watching one of your videos and I said, man, I said, she could have been Jay Book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. But I think um I think it's it's one where like it's like three uh, of from, y'all from a while ago, and I actually think your fiance is in the back, like it yeah. is one of those. And you're like right. I was like, man, she could have been Jay Book <laughs> and you got searched. <laughs> I think, oh my gosh,
0: if I was just a little bit older. A little like- older. Oh my goodness. I would have loved to be around during that time For real. And because of my age and because I didn't shoot. I didn't even know where my career was going to take me, but because like those things didn't align, I kind of just like look at that time from afar and I'm like, damn, what would I have done if I was a part of that? So to be able to be dancing with people that were a part of that and were in that era and they're still around, they're still dancing. And I have the opportunity to get in that sauce. I'm like, it was just overwhelming and then kind of scary too because you never know you just never know how people are going to react like I'm really I've dealt with a lot of male egos in my life Mm -hmm. and they could go either way so when I started I was like okay like do your thing but don't go too ham because you don't know how they're going to feel yeah you don't know if they're going to like cheer me on or be like why are you here yeah you know what I'm saying like y'all vibing
1: we are.
0: No. And then it turned out so well. Like, I was nervous for like two weeks. Like, who are they going to hate me? Are they going to, they liked me when I was a female dancer. But now that I'm like with them, are they going to, like, you know, kind of sun me a little bit? But they just welcomed me with open arms. And they were just like, yo, you yeah. about to eat this shit. And I was like, really? Thank you.
1: <laughs> Y'all about to eat it. We about to eat it. We're really yeah, nah, you're that. murdering it, man. It was dope. It was, it was, it was it's always good to see just like representation in, in other places and it's like crazy because that's not even something I think we were so shocked and excited about it because it's not something you didn't think about like no. to see a dancer this way like it was just so crazy like yo that's fire like because you're you're yeah. a chick but like yeah. we see the difference like yo this is a this is like wild. But um, the I wanted to ask you about, but you you actually answered it for me is um, if that was something that like when you dance, if you come to projects dancing with like doing the female choreography, or is it something that like in your style, like in your package, you yeah. like to do more of the male um, dance moves? But it sounds like you started out, you know, there, and then they kind of naturally okay. like put positioned you differently.
0: Yeah, I feel like Rio, the choreographer, he just peeped me like I started out doing all the female stuff, strictly the female stuff back when we were doing spot date shows. And then I don't know, like I like learning the male versions because I just want to learn the original part. So even if we're a rehearsal, learning two different things, I want to learn the male part, too, even if I'll Mm -hmm. never do it. I just want to learn it for myself. And then I feel like he just peeped my personality my personal life, noticed that I was queer. I just feel like he, he could sense my personality and where I would thrive the most. Even before I knew it, because I never, this doesn't really happen in the industry. I feel like I can name two other times where I've seen queer women dance with men. So I this wasn't something on my radar and even it wasn't a goal until I got there and I was like this is amazing I really can't believe I didn't wish for this because it feels like a goal that I didn't know I had but I feel like he just like peeped it and was like hmm you know how people curate art and they know where to place things
1: Mm -hmm. I feel like he
0: just knew what to do with me Mm -hmm. before I knew
1: Yeah. yeah No, that's, that's fire, man. But yeah, no, I, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of the the show. I'm a huge fan of what your part in the show. It's, it's incredible. Keep that up. But now I got to get in your business. Get in my business. So when did you know that you like the ladies?
0: Uh Oh, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, I feel like a lot of people have this story. When I was like 13, I started to get a little crush on my best friend. So that's when I was like, what? what are these feelings and I felt like my best friend was was with it a little bit (laughs) because I don't know like you know there's like regular friends and then there's like the other friends I'm like why are you touching me this long why are you like what's this eye contact it's like too much and all that questioning made me feel like something was wrong with me I'm like because we had been friends for a while so I was like dang like am I misreading all of this is am I what's going on like I'm doing the most. Let me stop. Mm-hmm. I don't know what these I need to just stop. And then um one day we were just watching a movie and I don't know. I just felt like she was giving me energy. And I was like, I'm not making this up. <laughs> it's I not was in my head. About, I'm <laughs> making this up. And I was like, I'm gonna kiss her. And see if she let me kiss her. And then we got to kissing <laughs> And that was that. But I didn't have my first girlfriend until like years later. Cause I, I don't know, I was like still really struggling with like my identity and if like something was wrong with me, like up until I was like maybe 18, 19 and I'm 26 right now. So just to give you like perspective, but even though I was like talking to women, I was interested in women. I still was like, I'm not gay, but I'll kiss a bitch. Like just like, (laughs) yeah. I'm bisexual but it's really like I don't don't really like women like that like that just because like not even because that's how I felt it's just because like I just felt like I had to have an excuse
1: or something you know had to put that out there like I had to put that out there (laughs) (laughs) like just so y'all know just so y'all know I'm down for whatever
0: (laughs) yes and then (laughs) I just started noticing how much I was leaning towards women I couldn't help it I looked at women first I had this much patience with men anytime I would pursue a man. And I would just kind of like blame, I don't know, maybe it's just like, you're not the guy. And then I'm like, okay, maybe you're not the guy either. Okay, maybe you're not the guy either. And I'm just like, ah, meanwhile, none of y'all the falling, guy. maybe none of y'all. Like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm just falling head over heels for multiple women. I'm like, oh. And you was a play at that. Yes. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh! So I feel like I don't know. I started to like slowly come into what I am now, which I feel like I'm a lesbian. I think men are really attractive, but you know,
1: just don't do it.
0: That's that's where it ends, you know. Like (laughs) I love me some Elba, you know what I'm saying? So Michael B. Jordan, you know, if they want to donate anything to me, I'll get (laughs) the But like. That's where it stops.
1: Right. Well, Michael B. Jordan, how you feel about the breakup, Michael B. Jordan in uh the 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 true the Maccus of the Mac? <laughs> God, I feel like
0: his DM's going crazy right
1: what? now. What? <laughs> wow. Like the women woke and, up and they're like, And he over there with the tissue, like hold on. <laughs> he said, give me a second. <laughs> I hate it um so 13 so then um we do you, you try to figure it out guys girls the whole thing yeah. how was that for you at dancing because like obviously you know you dance studios you know what I'm saying bruh probably crumping in the lunchroom <laughs>
0: dancing
1: <laughs> oh my goodness all the all the, at the dance studio of all your friends with the leotards on or at this point did you not do ballet anymore like what what was the I All the different
0: worlds. I went to a performing arts high school in Tampa, mm. so we had like three periods of dance where you had to dress out, go to dance, dress back in, and I just remember, um, living normally, or whatever. And then I got a girlfriend, and I feel like some of the other students at the dance department started to notice, and I just looked up and like four girls switched dressing rooms. They like because there was only two dressing rooms, and I just looked up. And once they this, they move their stuff to the other dressing room. And that made me feel so weird. I was mad, first of all, because I'm like, I'm not even checking for y'all. But right. then I was like, damn, like, I don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So, and that's hard. Like when you experience like traumatic things when you're younger, you don't realize how much that stays with you. Mm-hmm. The point where like, now I'd be in the female dressing room changing and the Amount of eye contact I give women when they're topless talking to me because I also don't want to be the one that's like, no, don't speak to me when you don't got clothes on. Mm -hmm. It's not that serious. No, not at all. (laughs) But (laughs) I also don't want to make anyone feel uncomfortable. So it's crazy how that one experience when I was like a teen still like, it still is with me. Or like when I'm partnering with women because as a male dancer, I'm behind all the women and we trying to holler at them. We touching them, da, da, da. I I'm always trying to find ways to get the point across to the audience like hey audience I'm trying to holler we got energy but I'm not doing the most yeah I've been the female dancer and I've been I've been in a situation where a male dancer is doing the most and I have to be like hey like can you get your dick print off me?
1: Right. Like you will get the point without all that.
0: Yeah. You could just trace your hand up my leg and I could be like, Ooh, and then the audience will know what's up. Like sure. you don't have to do all of this and like <laughs> slap at me and like, so I like that. I get to have this role. Cause I get to like figure out how to make the goal happen without anyone feeling uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, they Hopefully teach out. some of the men like, Hey, you ain't gotta do all that, bro. See, that. watch, watch, watch. <laughs>
0: Do that. Yeah. Yeah. In studios it was it was just me like trying to like all right I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable and you know what I'm saying. I used to hate partnering, like dancing with women. Yeah. Be like I
1: don't wanna do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, it's 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 uh uh you know, you obviously with Um, most queer women is basketball it's like the locker room and the the, like basketball thing but like dancing is like even more you know extreme because of all the extra that y'all have to do so it's kind of wild um and yeah that stuff does stick with you like you start thinking about like as an adult even like like making uh like straight female friends you're like yo like I don't I don't want you like I I feel like like I have to say that kind of like when you were like younger and you'd be like hey, like, this is, this is my status. Like, I don't, like, we're yeah, good. We're, we're good. good. You're, good. <laughs> You're good. good. You're good. I'm good. <laughs> when I went on my first tour,
0: it was, um, our hotels, we had roommates. So my roommate, I started to notice, she started disappearing, like the last month of the tour. Like when we would get to a new hotel. She would put her stuff down and be like, okay, I'm going to go hang with friends. Come to find out she was messing with one of the lighting guys on the tour but she was trying to keep it a secret. So one time she was about to leave the hotel and she had really cute lingerie on and she was wrapped up in the towel. Then she started changing. And I said, bitch, that lingerie is cute. And then she put her towel back on. And I was like, damn, did, I didn't mean, I hope I didn't make her uncomfortable, yeah. but she just wrapped herself up back like that because she thought I knew about her secret relationship But the lady. <laughs> so like just you know, You're like damn
1: Cause you get forced to overthink so much because like it you'd be like damn that wasn't even about me but because of all your own stuff it's, oh that my stuff God. man it's crazy Oh, damn that's crazy
0: oh <laughs> damn, I, just, I thought we were like kicking it i thought we were like you know the straight friends i was yeah. like okay bitch i like that lingerie the little red lace dah, dah, dah. Mm-hmm. she was like
1: she's like oh no this bitch wants me hold up and you're like no nah, girl you got a secret relationship girl Your will safe with me if there's yeah. nobody that oh my gosh.
0: that's
1: wild damn she was screwing the lighting guy that's wild
0: right. um
1: well you know you live and you learn you um you. so how'd you come out oh um
0: I had a girlfriend my freshman year of high school Valentine's Day came up, and she went crazy. She just gave me all the balloons, the teddy bears, the candy, da da. And I remember my mama picking me up from school, and she was like, "What is all of this?" And I didn't even think about. It wasn't even on my mind. Like I gotta tell my mama something when I get home. So when I got in the car, she was like, "What is this?" I was like, "It's from a boy named Derek." <laughs> I just lied. <laughs> and then we drove all the way home. It was like a thirty-minute car car ride and i like i ate dinner the whole rest of the day passed and i just felt crazy that i just lied to my mama like that and before i went to bed i was like hey um what if i told you all those presents weren't from a boy and she was like where are they from i was like what if i told you it was from a girl and she she got quiet she was like okay she started saying that you like girls i was like i'm saying i think i like both she was like, she didn't say anything for like 30 minutes. <laughs> so in my head, I was like, all right. I was already planning my demise. I was like, watch, well, she's <laughs> ground me. My little Nokia phone gonna be gone.
1: <laughs> You're like, what's the worst that can happen here?
0: <laughs> I, I've been kicked out of my room before. Like I did something. My mama kicked me out the room and I had to sleep with my brother. And I was like, she's going to kick me out the room again. She might take the door off the hinges too. I was just like thinking about what's going to happen. And then she finally like, said something she was like i love you no matter what so after my mama said that it's cool It's up from here we it was up. cool uh, i am cool and i didn't even feel the need to tell anybody else in my family man it was the hardest one to the point where i i didn't tell anyone in my family unless they peeped on facebook or something so there they were family members that didn't find out until i got engaged that's how much i forgot to make it a thing yeah. i felt
1: like once my mama knew no yeah. one else needs up to- but that's it that's how it always is like I always say it's like coming out is like the it's like the hardest thing that if you're queer once you do that I don't care what everything else is really don't even matter you think I care what you think once my mama know once I sat in the face of my mama and if and if your grandma depending on like with that you know what I'm saying that situation but moms we good it's over Ah! (laughs)
0: <laughs> my grandma's still the like Oof, but
1: yeah. <laughs> she's
0: like that about everything so I just knew that wasn't gonna go well you know what I'm saying yeah. My, yeah. my grandma is love her she mad different she yeah. homophobic yeah. racist with
1: biracial grandchildren it's just it's yeah. a lot
0: going on there you know what I'm saying so yeah. I just knew that wasn't gonna go well like, so you know
1: I'm, what we're gonna skip right over that conversation she's not over. ain't gonna do that yeah. it's funny my wife her uh her grandmother is uh she's not she's she's very, very like Christian, like Pentecostal, whatever. So, um, yeah. with all of our events, like we had our housewarming we had like, we're having our baby shower in a, in a week and like all this stuff. So they bring her grandma, but they never tell her what it's for. <laughs> so she's just there. She's oh like 90 my. years old. So she's just sitting there like, you know, she, her mom threw her baby shower like uh, two weeks ago. And so we're all at the house. Her grandma's just sitting there in the backyard, Rochelle's stomach, big as hell. She's just in the back. Now I, I, I know that she knows like what's up. She's pregnant, obviously, but like the, the where the baby came from, who she's with, like, no connection. They just bring her everywhere. They be like, Oh, okay. I'm like, man, yeah, y'all, y'all be doing these grandmas dirty. They be, <laughs> they're silent, be, dirty. They be knowing they're like they be knowing everything. My grandma, a complete opposite. She was like, we were sitting at her house one day on the couch, Got rested, so she passed away last year. So she me and Rochelle sitting in the back on her couch. And she turned around and looked at it. She was like, y'all married yet? I'm mortified. I'm mortified. Rochelle's cracking up. Like she thinks (laughs) it's hilarious. I'm like, yo, I've never talked to my mom about my grandma about this. Like never talked to her about my sexuality. Uh But my mom did. I found out my mom was over there like, you know, telling her everything. But it was just crazy. So she's like, you know, she did the complete opposite. Hilarious.
0: Um, But yeah, her grandma's be crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm 31. So, you know, I'm a little older than you. <laughs> so. you
0: my wife is about to be 32. But yeah. um it just I feel like no matter how old we get, you're still like your mama is your mama and your grandma and your grandma. And if they say anything, it just I feel like you revert back to that child. You're like, mom. And then sometimes you're like, Mom,
1: I'm grown. I'm grown.
0: <laughs> but your voice shaking. I'm like, mama, you have to drink water. <laughs> can't and Coke every day. I said, and I'm like trying to tell her, but I'm still the child. Yeah,
1: like I gotta tell you what to do right now,
0: but like
1: I still respect you. I Still respect you, but I'm not buying you no more soda. Right, I'm not doing. I'm, like, it. I'm not gonna be responsible for no type of diabetes, nothing. Oh, I'm not doing this you. oh my gosh. You dope, man. So then, for you growing up, um you operate obviously in different spaces. So like you, 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 one of your clips, you you did an interview and you're talking about dancing at a white studio. You were going to a black high school and at home, Hispanic home. Mm -hmm. How did you find your style? Like your comfort with all those different environments? Cause like dance studio, you know, super commercial, super like, you know, straight lace you know black high school you know you crumping and, and doing all the latest dances in the auditory of the lunchroom yeah and at home you know it's bachata salsa yeah. like, let's get it you know so like how did you find your your space like within all of that even being queer because all of that is accepted differently even in all those spaces so like Yo. your identity like how did you find how did you how are you sane? let's just ask that oh my <laughs>
0: Honestly, I thought it was, it was fun. I felt like there was a balance because I spent a lot of time at the studio and at school. So I felt like I was like, when I'm here, I do this. When I'm here, I do this. It would get weird sometimes, but it would just be like a moment. So I would say something and I'm, I might've said like, gone instead of gonna. And then one of my white friends at my dance studio would just repeat me and I'd be like, you're right, y'all don't speak like that here. And then I would move on, or just like, this still happens today, or when I'm around a lot of Black people, or African Americans specifically, not Afro-Latinos, they just start saying cultural things that I'm like, wow, I didn't grow up listening to that, because I was listening to Mark Anthony, okay, it would just be like moments where I'm like, oh, these things aren't firing together, Yeah, and then I would move on, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be weird, it would just be like, oh, this is a difference of culture, like. I don't know my white friends got to talk back to their mamas and I just watched like like oh my gosh kind of like popcorn in my hand like oh my goodness and then
1: looking at them like I'd be dead if I did that I would be
0: dead and then I went to my first uh Thanksgiving outside my household with my ex-girlfriend at at the time who was African-American I was like oh my god I love cornbread and collard greens and cabbage and pie and because we just have rice and beans and the turkey and they <laughs> like flung and I don't like flung. so it was just like me bouncing around from culture to culture and for the most part it was fun because it, it felt like you know when people get hype when the seasons change because you got yeah. all these jackets you've been waiting to wear in the winter and then now you got your your hot girl summer clothes on it kind of felt like that <laughs> and then it That's got hard. weird sometimes but other Like, most, most of it was, like, cool. like Yeah. So how'd you meet your fiance? I met her at an audition. It was, like, I didn't even live in L.A. yet. Um, I was still in Tampa, and I was in college, and I planned to go audition for this show called So You Think You Can Dance on my spring break. So I was, like, I'm going to go audition in L.A. I'm going to use the whole week to, like, you know, just, like, take class, see the city, because I know I want to move there. And... So you think you could dance auditions are all day. Like, it's not just you dance and you leave. You got to wait in line. They make you do interviews and make you go to a certain place to do B-roll, to do like BTS footage. So they have something to play while they're showing your audition. You just go to all these different stations and they put you in like a group of like 10 to 20 people and they just lug you around every station. So she was in my group and I was there from 7 a.m. to like 1 a.m. And I spoke to her all day. I just mm. kicked it with her the most. Like as soon as we started talking, we clicked. And every time we were in some area waiting, I was just talking to her, chopping it up. And I was like, cool, okay. When I move out here, I know one more person. Cause I only knew like two people out there. So I was like, okay, I know one more person. And then um, I got her number. We stayed in contact. Right before I moved, she was like, I want to start this, this crew called the council all females that are just like really dope at what they do and I was like all right I'm down I'm down like I was a really big fan of her as soon as I met her I was like I don't know who you are but you are amazing so <laughs> sure. when she wanted me to be in the crew I was like I'm down and then um we were still friends we we're about we were friends for about a year I was in a relationship she was in a relationship and I don't know I was just so happy to be in LA so happy to be learning from her just so many things I wasn't really like looking at her like ooh, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yet <laughs> and I feel like after I broke up with my ex at the time and then she she was already single we started spending more time together and it was right before I went on tour with So You Think so I was rehearsing from like 10 to 8 every day and I was tired but I also wanted to train and create content with her stuff like that so she would pull up to my hotel at nine thirty and be like let's go eat let's go shoot let's go shoot some stuff like and I'll be like okay so you know just being in close proximity with a person that late at night you start yeah. to know fun they are you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, and I'm freshly single you know what I'm saying so I feel like after a week of us like training shooting content together at some point I was like
1: friend, you you fine Oh, so you put you 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 put you put the first move out there.
0: I put a little energy out there. A energy out there. <laughs> a little energy. You, know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> you wasn't making it up. I wasn't making you it wasn't up. Making
0: it up. <laughs> I wasn't making it up. And then before I went on tour, it was like, I don't know. Somehow we were just like, hey, there's something here. We don't know what this is, but there's something here, and we're not going to ignore that. But then she was also like, you're about to go on tour, go on tour and live your life. I was like, and I wasn't, I wasn't used to that either. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we young, we all young, crazy women. So I'm used mm-hmm.
1: to like people being a little like, yeah, what you doing? Where you at? We, uh, call me as soon as you leave the rehearsal. Call me while you're walking back to your room. <laughs> yeah. You said you was going to be done at 830. It's 845. Why you ain't calling? <laughs> Girl, relax. Can I get a water right quick? A shower, maybe.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh no, my gosh, definitely. And I was, it was me, it was my exes. We was all on that. It was just toxic. Yeah, so yeah. when she said you're about to go on tour, live your life, just know like I'm here. Whatever happens, happens. I was like, You here? Say <laughs> okay. less. What time is this tour over? Like <laughs> you
1: oh. trying to get out of there. You like <laughs> I'm trying to go.
0: <laughs> so yeah, after I got off tour, um, we decided to talk exclusively, like get to know each other and not put a label on it because we i don't know we're still fr- not fresh out of relationships but you know when you go through stuff in your relationship it feel like you
1: need time like girl, I, the ptsd oh still real we gotta the ptsd i <laughs> was so like I'm, with these, let's get this energy straight real quick
0: <laughs> yeah i was like i know it's been months since i broke up with my ex but i'm
1: still like i'm good <laughs> off
0: that. like i'm just still a little bruised <laughs> i want to go slow yes so we went slow. And then I looked up, <laughs> and we had been talking from January to September. And we was really kicking it. Like, yeah. I don't know. And then and she just asked asked me to be her girlfriend, and that was it.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know it's older women, you know. You know what I'm
0: saying. Come You're on. Like, uh... <laughs> you know, you really know what you want. I'm so excited to be in my 30s. I don't know why. I feel like,
1: I feel like it's without all the angst of your 20s. Mm-hmm yeah no, nah, take your time i mean 20s are great because you get to make a whole bunch of mistakes and be like why the fuck did i, do that? I do that without no without no judgment because you're just in your 20s you're but right. you gotta get all that out while you're in your 20s because once you're 30 you motherfuckers start judging you they be like no nah, right. you know good and damn well you, you all gotta- to be doing that <laughs> you ain't even supposed to be acting like that
0: i'm human i can still make mistakes
1: yeah 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 nah but now in the 30s they start looking at you crazy but um how, uh so who proposed i'm assuming she I did. Did. you you did i did <laughs> tell me about this okay
0: well i feel like i started to get like i don't know the feeling the bug it was like Hmm. I want to say like six months before I actually did it, I was buying a home and I told her, I was like, every time we like do life decisions or like big, I'm like, hey, just let you know there's no pressure. I'm doing this. Like the first time we moved in together, I was like, I just, LA's expensive. And I promise if this goes south, I will move out. But I want to save money right now. <laughs> like, I can't pay rent by myself I don't want to live with nobody else so I'm gonna live with you but I'm also not trying to like cuff you down right so same thing with buying the house I'm like I'm doing this but you don't have to have any part in this at all I will furnish the whole thing I'll do everything but this is what I'm doing don't get scared because I don't know if you're dating someone, they come, yeah. up, they're like, I'm gonna buy a house. You're like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm.
1: Cause you because then you start like, oh shit, they up here, like they they making this move and that move, and then like, you yeah, know, that like, whole like thing starts happening. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I ready? Like, am I where they're at? Like, am I where they're at? Like, am I are they gonna not think I'm good enough? Like, what you know, yeah. Exactly.
0: I so I was like, I'm not trying to like marry you or anything. I'm just trying to buy this house. And then got the house. It needed a lot of renovation. Then I booked two jobs that forced me to go out of the country for an extended amount of time, like two weeks in Brazil, two weeks in Mexico. In the middle of renovating, we have to move out of our apartment by this time and get into our house, but we also have to put floors down and paint the walls before we move. It was a lot. And the way she just stepped in and took care of 95% of that for me, like she moved the whole apartment into the house by herself damn near scheduled every renovation we had like grown woman shit yo you know what i'm saying so i was like okay like when you take we call energy. that
1: big d energy
0: Ooh, i like
1: that i like
0: that i like that <laughs>
1: i'm <like> that. <laughs> that's that's what we call big dng like you know what go do your thing and it's your crib. and it's your crib this still Ooh, your crib <laughs> is
0: my crib i was like this is i like that <laughs> And um, I just started to notice how much, like, she just really takes away stress from my life, like that. And I was just like, "Wow, I I can't see you not being in my life. I can't see myself waking up and you not next to me." So I started looking at rings, and I was like, "I don't know how I'm gonna do this, but let's see how we're gonna
1: do this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this supposed to go, but." <laughs>
0: whole album on my phone like thank god she not nosy because everything is oh, open I had a whole album full of engagement rings <laughs> on my phone she came to visit me one time when I was on tour and I already had the ring and the ring was somewhere in the hotel and I was like oh lord I hope she don't find this ring and she didn't so I'm like thank god she's not nosy because mm-hmm. signs everything was there and when I had a break from the tour I was on I just set it up I was like hey I'm just going to, I'm talking to all my friends. I was like, I'm just going to pretend like we're going to shoot a concept video. And I'm just going to have her close her eyes, dance. And when she open them, I'm going to be there. And everyone was like, how is she going to keep her eyes closed? How are you going to make sure she doesn't look? And I'm like, you don't understand. This woman is an artist. If well, I was going to say, when her, you a
1: dance, y'all y'all on the same entity. You just tell her like, look, I want to do this. Just do this, do yeah, this, do yeah. this. She'll be like, cool. All right, let's go. If I tell her to greet herself up with baby
0: <laughs> oil and black paint and dancing in her drawers, to a D'Angelo song, she's gonna be like, yes. She's just like, anything for the art. The modern interpretation of this song from a female perspective. (laughs) She'll start taking a deep, she's like, so what does it mean? Okay, all right, how do I tap into this character? So when I told her, I was like, I just want you to close your eyes. If I put my hand here, you can react a little bit. You could just dance with me and then I'll tell you when to open. So she opened her eyes and she just saw all of our friends and the first thing she she got so excited, she saw all her friends. So she was like, hi hey, everybody. You down
1: here. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs>
0: trying to pull her into the center of the circle to talk to her. She was like, Wait, what's going on? And I just asked if she would spend the rest of our lives together, like with me. So and that was that. That's
1: it was that's my
0: cried, she cried, we all cried. Our mamas were on FaceTime because they live in Florida and in Memphis. So it was really beautiful.
1: That's sweet. That's dope. So we, uh, I'm going to ask you about a date. How long you guys been uh, together?
0: Since
1: 2016. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. i ain't going to ask you about your, your date and all that because I don't want nobody trying to pull up at y'all wedding or whatever. But uh, yeah. Bro.
0: <laughs> congratulations.
1: Thank you. Very excited for y'all. Uh, oh, uh, So your book, Cafe Con Leche. I had to practice that. I was like, I got to make sure I did that right. <laughs> because i'm really i'm really i'm really from the hood i gotta be like make sure i get this this right um i didn't know i was black so what's the book about um
0: i feel like the subtitle just gives it all away (laughs) (laughs) um basically growing up my daddy he's real chocolate columbia man like he gets that he looks like don cheeto a lot or like Pele, who's a soccer player but as Black as he is, as thick as his accent is or whatever, you just wouldn't know he was Colombian unless he started speaking. So with that going on, every time someone mistook him for being Black, like African-American, he would just be like, no, I'm Colombian. Kind of get a little offended too, like how dare you type. So just watching that and watching a lot of other Afro-Latinos around me and my family do the same thing, I was like, okay you know, you learn things. So when people ask me, I'd be like, no, I'm not black. I'm Colombian and Puerto Rican. And I really kept that going. And it was really confusing. And I was confusing a lot of people around me. And it really wasn't until like, you know, there's little situations here and there. But my ex-girlfriend at the time, I was in high school, it was like 10th grade. She was the one that was like, when she met all my family, she was like, you didn't tell me you were Black. I was like, I'm not, I'm Colombian. She was like, I don't know what you just said, but these Black people speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it just blew my whole mind. Yeah. I was like, these Black people speak Spanish. Because hmm. I didn't understand the difference between mm-hmm. race and ethnicity.
1: Yeah. You know, you just love Yeah, yeah.
0: From the UK, but he's a black British man. I didn't mm-hmm. know about the duality of being both. So I just kind of go back into my life, little situations, people just ask me stuff. I'm like, no, people ask me, like, no. And I kind of just laugh blah, blah, blah. and into me finding out, me researching, diving into myself, looking back on situations and thinking about like, wow, that comment my auntie made when I was younger was actually real messed up, like, and that's actually really racist, really stereotypical, really all of this. And no one checked her. So we can't do that. We can't keep that going. Oh, we still, we in the now. And I had a family member that did this and oh, praying over my my pregnant sister's baby and like being like, oh, I hope she come out with good hair. Like just yeah. still happening that is going to still happen if we don't talk about it. Yeah. So. I don't know I feel like a lot of people grew up like me especially a lot of Afro Latinos Afro Latinx people and I feel like it needs to be talked about more if we're gonna stop it you know if we're gonna if we don't want to pass this on to our kids we're gonna have to talk about it and be like okay this is wrong this is not cool this that and the other if not it's just gonna keep going
1: yeah for sure no though I mean that's that's real and I mean it Cause like people, I feel like they grow up, how they grow up is how they identify themselves. Like if you, um, even if you're black and you're white, yeah. if you grow up with your black family, then you like feel like you gotta like, you're like, I'm black. But then you go, most of the time it happens when you go to college and yeah. it's like, but no, 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 no. But I'm also this, like, you gotta yeah. kind of figure out that other side that you kind of like didn't mm-hmm. deal with when you were growing up. Cause you didn't have to like, whoever was in your house was all that really mattered. And then you get into these other environments and you're like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. But but I'm also, I'm also, I we went to um, Howard. So uh-huh. a lot of times what will happen is I, I, I went, every everything was black. I black high school, black middle school, black, in uh, black college. Black, the most, when I started interacting with white people for real was when I started working.
0: Okay. But
1: a lot of times what happens at HBCUs is it's black people who grew up in white environments who want to get in touch with their black side. Mm. So they come like most of them are very affluent. They come from very good environments, went to private schools, white schools, like the whole thing. And then they're coming to an HBCU to understand themselves. Like, okay, I, I don't know, like this part of me, but you know, I think you're, um, what you're, what you're talking about is like something that is super critical. Cause it's like, it is very confusing. Like <laughs> you don't know. It's like, so it's an ignorance that you don't even know you have, you're like, I don't even know because this is just the way I grew up.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. And then, just, like, adding the layer of Afro-Latino. So now I right. can say, like, yeah, I'm half Black, but if we keep going, we, we talk and we have some drinks, you start referencing stuff in your culture, it might hit or it might miss. Yeah. So it's, yeah. like, understanding that, like, we're of the same people, but we're of different cultural backgrounds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there's gonna be things that you say, things that you reference that I I didn't grow up watching Martin. I didn't grow up like yeah. all of this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. you start quoting yeah. that stuff, I'm gonna be like, I can tell you a novella I used to watch.
1: Right. I can tell you all the Afro Latino singers, actors. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean it's it but again, right, like to your point, because me and my wife, she grew up very Christian. So in her house, they didn't watch like um, black movies and all that kind of stuff so like when we got together <laughs> yeah so like yeah so like we get together and i'm like you never seen x you never seen this oh and i'm over here i got the dvd set i got every friday i got boys in the hood i got love jones i got you yes. know what i'm saying the brothers I'm, like you never seen deliverance from evil like what you gotta like so i'm like we gotta watch all this yes oh you my know God. my ex i feel like i watched all the fridays
0: booty call love yes y'all. yes Don't be a love, menace. love and basketball I love watched basketball. that all in a week span <laughs> like, I was like wow, to catch wow. you up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I'm still catching up there's still things my wife is like all right let's okay we gotta watch this this is yeah. going on list.
1: yeah no for sure yeah. it's, it's, it's it's fun though but I mean it's what it's kind of what makes the world go round. because there's a lot of things you know that she knows about the bible and that have gotten us through a lot of crazy times in our life you know where you know she has a strong prayer life and you know all these different things that I've I I went to church I know God but like that have helped me you know push me in a different way so I think the balance of all of it is like what makes the world go around you know necessary yeah Yeah. for sure um well with you what do you feel like you want next so because I feel like you know you got like a really dope platform you know like yeah. all the different things, the part, different parts of you. you like, you obviously dance with Usher, which I think is still blows my mind. Um, you know, you got the book, crazy story, amazing story. What do you want next? Oh, you'll have to have it all figured out. Cause you're in your twenties. Right? So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure.
0: <laughs> I've never really been the type of dancer that had like a bucket list. Like there's a lot of dancers that are like, I really want to dance with JLo. I really want to dance with Beyonce. And I think, I was so driven by like fear when I moved to LA like fear of moving back home or fear of like not having money to pay my bills because my mama can't pay them for me so Mm. I was really like built off of like okay I have to make it work no matter what so I feel like I didn't have time to to dream about artists I wanted to work for I just happened to be like I'm not moving back home no matter what I'm not moving back home and then I ended up working for artists I'm like okay this is cool like if I had a bucket list, you should have been on it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I feel like now that I'm more established and I start thinking about what do I want? I, I just want to keep working in ways that are comfortable for me. For example, like I really love this Vegas residency where Usher because everybody comes to us and we're not touring and waking up in a new city every day or every other day because it's touring is tiring yeah. like some tours are cool because I've been on tours where we only had like two shows a week and those are cool because you have off days but then you're in a city with you'll know anybody mm-hmm. so I just used to end up at someone's happy hour tipsy at 2 p.m <laughs> on all those off days you know what I'm saying yeah. so that's cool but there's also tours that you have like five shows a week so you're literally working your ass off like the whole week and I like this because you're not traveling you're not the schedule isn't strenuous so I just love that God keeps like blessing me with work that is comfortable I'm still like living out my dreams but I'm not like breaking my back like I used to when I was younger and I just hope to continue to use my platform to continue to help people out there that are like me or not even like me like for example, I started a book um, right after I finished *Scarface* on I started a book about moving to LA and talking about everything from finding my first apartment and getting stand by a Nigerian. a whole man.
1: nother thing. <laughs> yes, LA is a whole nother. It's like a different. <laughs> and I didn't you can't think, come out here trying to be lazy, man. They rent ain't five hundred dollars like, out here, boy. You got to I work. Be
0: careful, like
1: yeah.
0: so much. Happened to me, like that. I I feel like, wow. If I would have asked the question, because I was also real like stubborn, I was going to figure it out by myself. If I had asked the question, I wasn't so stubborn. I could have really avoided that, or someone would have just prepared me about how to get an apartment. I Had no idea you needed credit to get an apartment. I just happened to
1: have good credit, like. (laughs) But thank God, Mama put the light bill in your name. That part, (laughs) like
0: thank God, because otherwise, like. I really would have been asked out when I got here. So just little things like that, Nav- navigating the industry and just like being in a world where a lot of people, a lot of people in our industry are spending their college years, not in college, you know the age you get to make mistakes, mm-hmm. but you're in this industry that can follow you for the rest of your life. So you can really say something to the wrong person and get fired, mm-hmm. Sleep with the wrong person. Now you got that reputation. So it's just like so many things that I learned myself or learned from watching that I feel like need to be talked about more so people don't repeat it or, you know, even with that other story I told you, no one over 18 on a job should have a roommate in a hotel
1: because
0: mm-hmm. they like to do that too. They'll lump all the dancers together, roommates, like we're in summer camp. And then I'm looking at all the band members with their own room suites, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And like, like, why are we? Why are we? <laughs> dancers are always considered the kids because we're so lively and I don't know, we're energetic and we talk with our hands and we like, we're kind of different. You need, but you need
1: time to, re- you need a space to recharge all that <laughs> by yourself.
0: <laughs> wrong. What if I want to take a little bit back to the hotel? Yeah. I'm like, like, I'm not a child, you know? <laughs> so just different things like that that I feel like I really want to talk about for all the dancers that are. Plan to move out here. Not even dancers. I feel like it what I'm writing about in this book helps any artist, anyone seeking to move somewhere else
1: into adult really hard. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Title of the book is adulting. <laughs> <laughs> that basically it needs to be that. Oh uh, that's dope. Super quick. Give me like a two-minute little it because I know it's complicated, but how does a person become a commercial dancer?
0: Ooh. Okay, so I feel like you have to go to a hub where it happens, meaning like you can't become a professional dancer in Tampa, Florida. You can't, you can work at Busch Gardens, you can, you know, do little side gigs, but as far as like music videos, film commercials, you either gotta be in New York, LA, Atlanta, and maybe Chicago, because Chicago has a really uh, big thriving musical theater scene mainly New York and LA so you you have to be there like there's no some people like have dreams of doing the bi-coastal thing and being in their hometown and then just traveling out but that doesn't work because I get a lot of my auditions the night before yeah so unless you got money to drop a plane ticket the night before that's not realistic so you have to live there at least for an extended amount of time um I would say try to find representation, like an agent, because they're the ones that connect you to these auditions and um, submit you for castings, for commercials and stuff. And while you're doing that, build your online presence, because there was a certain shift in my career where my online presence grew um, a lot. And I started gaining a lot of work off of my Instagram. So both can work i know dancers i don't have never had an agent but they're always working solely because of their instagram because you know when i need dancers for something i'm like okay instagram who does this who does tap dancing who's the black female dancer that's bald that that like because it'd be so
1: specific mm-hmm. sometimes
0: and um people really look to the internet to find those things so i would say grow your online presence try to find an agent really Narrow it down to what you wanna do, at least for the first couple of jobs. If you wanna tour with Chris Brown, it is up to you to find the name of his choreographer and go take his classes. If you can't take those classes, see what type of dancing that choreographer does and get better at that. Because I also, I've seen a lot of dancers, go take class from Jane Doe, but Jane Doe has never toured a day in her life. So I'm like, how can your goal be touring but you go to a teacher that has never done that? And I just feel like you just really have to narrow it down to get what you want. Yeah. I feel like, shoot, make connections, meet a lot of dancers. Cause also you never know what jobs you could get just off of word of mouth. Like we lose a dancer to an injury last night mm-hmm. and this morning the choreographer's like, hey, do you know anyone? And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, do I know anyone?
1: Yes, I know this person. Mm-hmm. So it just helps. How long that. do y'all get to learn? Like, so like this show's like what, two hours? Yeah.
0: I think so. Like an hour and forty-five.
1: Uh, yeah. How long do y'all get to learn those steps? Like for an audition? Like how long oh. and, and I'm, I'm they do they they don't I'm sure they don't expect you like necessarily know the whole show, but like in a situation yeah. like this where a dancer gets injured, like they gotta come in. The show's what, Saturday? You guys got a yeah, show now. tomorrow? <laughs> they so, have like a day and a half to learn this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the regular like process was at the audition we just learned caught up we just learned one song and then they watched us do that one song they booked us do but last year when COVID was going crazy and dancers were dropping like flies there was a point where they had to bring in dancers and they learned pieces of the show like things that cannot be done like without them mm-hmm. partnering sections stuff like that if if it was, like, a group and five are gone, the five that are left are going to surround Don't do do it, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. We just kind of threw them in where we Got could. Mm-hmm. And that took, they only had two days last year when that happened. Mm. Like, a big, like, COVID meltdown. Yeah. And we brought in new dancers. We taught them, like, the most important parts. And then they did that. And then after that show, then we had another rehearsal. And we were like, okay, let's teach you a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. So, it, sometimes you have time, like, for us when we started it was like two months in advance so we had time to learn the whole show perfect it get our stamina up because that show's tiring Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have time but other times you know a budget is a budget and sometimes Mm -hmm. artists don't have the budget to have you rehearsing for two months sometimes they only have the budget to have you rehearse for one month or two weeks and you still have to learn the whole show yeah so it really depends so yeah Yeah. gotta learn quick out here in these streets.
1: (laughs) Or you know, if you dancing for Beyonce at beachella you got nine months. You know, that, yeah, right? Different, that different part. In real <laughs> life, <laughs> <different> <laughs> life. <I'm> like <laughs> nine months. You said that, Right, you said that. I was like, damn, how big was they budget? Shit, they was rehearsing for. She said I was with the I was with the dancers for three months before the uh, before I was with the musician. I'm like Jesus, okay, right? <laughs> Jesus, <a laughs> big big bag. <laughs> how many billionaires can come from one camp? Uh, you know, hey, um, <laughs> dope man. Well, listen, I got one more question for you. Actually two, because you're 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 a dancer. So we're gonna ask you if you had a theme song for your life, what would it be?
0: I'm F-R-E-E book, nigga freak. I, mean, I ain't got nothing. I'm not kidding, but I really yeah. I am from Florida, so I love Trina with my whole heart. Yeah and any song that Trina has is my soundtrack.
1: Okay, Trina, anything.
0: Yeah, anything.
1: I like it.
0: I like it. Actually told y'all by Trina that is. My soundtrack to life.
1: I like it. I like it. Trina's Trina's dope. Trina, Trina 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 get busy
0: though.
1: Um and last question is if you had advice for someone going through their own queer journey, mm-hmm.
0: what would it be? Trust in God and trust in the work that you put out or that you put in. Cause I know <laughs> our lives be going like this. as any entrepreneur, artist, Anyone who doesn't have a job or they just clock in from this time to this time and they have the expected paycheck at the end of the week. Anybody outside of that bubble? I feel like our lives be going like this. And I think it's really important to trust that God got you and to remain prayerful. Continue putting out the work
1: because nothing comes um, without hard work. And that's it. For sure, for sure. Yeah. That's dope, man. Well, tell the people where they can find you.
0: Y'all can find me on Instagram at yoey_apolinario, and oh, I got the Twitter. I don't use it a lot, but y'all can follow me there too. I do <laughs> tweet sometimes. It is yoey underscore apolinario, and yeah,
1: that's it, Dope, man. And y'all can get the book Cafe Con Leche. Cop the yeah. book. I didn't all the black on Amazon. <laughs> Um, I think I'm gonna grab one we're gonna probably do a giveaway with with, with your book I'm about to hit uh, you know it's a couple milestones so I got to get some stuff uh, from people so we might grab one of those um dope man well thank you so much you for coming through I really appreciate you coming to share your story telling people about you keep killing it on the Usher show super super lit if y'all haven't been to Vegas see this show man y'all gotta catch this show tag Yoey in y'all videos when y'all go see the show and y'all already know man I'm your host, Ashley. This is another episode of Queerly Black Show. I'll catch y'all on the next one.